Welcome to Ask a Leader. Good morning. I'm your host, Claudia Shamba. Welcome you to the first edition of this year. That's January 6th, 2015 edition of Ask a Leader. Happy New Year's to you, Anteaters, and to the listening community at large. And with the new year, we have new projects right here underway. Uh, today's show is all about some very interesting and enterprising undergraduates that are hatching. Uh, UCI undergrads Christine Jermakian and Wei Kuo will talk about the recently opened student-run teaching health clinic, and the um, then we'll have on uh, that their health clinic is the Lestonac. Uh, at Lestonek, Lestonek Free Clinic uh, in Garden Grove, and then we'll hear from another undergrad, Vincent Nguyen, who's launching here on campus the Anteater Startup Collaboration Free Clinic and Free Range Entrepreneurs. So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is Claudia Schellenbaugh. Welcome you back to the show, Ask a Leader, under the supervision of one uh, Dr. Bo Tran Vo, a family and primary care specialist with UC Irvine Health. First and second year UCI medical students will staff the, let's say, the Lestonac. Let's uh, the proper pronunciation because I know there's it's several of them. It's in Garden Grove, and so my first guests are two undergraduate students. Will follow the medical students as well as manage clinic functions. My first guests are two two students who've been in the thick of organizing this whole effort. They are Christine Jermakian and Wei Kuo. First, Christine Jermakian was raised in the San Fernando Valley and is currently a third year undergraduate majoring in both pharmaceutical sciences and women's studies at UCI. She has plans to continue her work at the clinic to one day open her own clinic for underserved communities, both here and uh, both here in California and in Armenia from where her family originates. Christine is a free clinic project board member and chief of staff on the association of students at UCI's office of the executive vice president. So uh, the, um, and Wei Cole, Grew up in Taiwan up until sixth grade, then moved to the United States. He attended high school in Fremont, California, there east of the Bay Area, and is now a fourth-year biological sciences major at UCI. His experience in volunteering in different communities has been a formative aspect of his contributing toward establishing the free clinic. He's a member and administration relations uh, at the free clinic. Both Wei Kuo and Christine Jermakin join me in studio today. Welcome to Ask a Lead Away and Christine. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Well, congratulations on your opening as a, like a reception last month at the Lutheran Church. Have you already cut the ribbon at your clinic? We actually did. Yeah. yeah, we had a lot of different doctors come out and the medical school students. We actually, as soon as we cut the ribbon, we had first day of service opened the clinic opened right as soon as the ribbon hit the floor actually yeah we had a couple scheduled patient and a couple walk-ins so it was pretty nice it's always the natural question to go where the idea was hatched tell us about the undergraduate club project or need we go even further uh, back for the genesis of your free clinic Way uh, or so yes way. So when the f project first started, we go around pretty much asked everyone, "Oh, would you be interested in helping out?" And it, it was really exciting experience because you get to talk to all these people who who's just as passion passionate as you are and and want to help out. And once you build that community, it's really easy to get things going. And 
with through the connections we did a lot a lot of research and then collected like, collected many um many operation manuals from different student run free clinics and through that we're able to derive our own manual kind of okay that explains yes yeah so Christine uh, all the research that went into it the student run free clinic project actually accumulated 500 pages of a clinic manual that we ourselves made and that was through extensive research of all sorts of different clinics not just the ones in California. I know that we use mainly UC Davis and UC San Diego as <clears throat> our kind of guides and then went as far as across the nation to see what other students were doing to make sure that we were able to create the clinic that was the most efficient and best serving for the community. Well, in the case of like UC Davis, are they, um, did they mimic sort of the demographics, sort of the um, uh, maybe the Southeast Asian kind of nearby. Um, it's not that it's close, at, like well, the Fresno agglomeration. But do they mimic that kind of cultural diversity that was that's probably driving this train at the free clinic? Oh, well, uh, it it is it is based a lot on demographics. And um, the interesting thing about UC Davis is that each clinic actually serves a specific demographics. And yeah, go ahead, sweet. Well, um, the the most interesting thing about UC Davis is that each of their clinic has serves a specific uh, demographic of of s- population. So each they their services actually don't cross over as much as what we thought. Think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Christine, so, want to add to that? So every community, of course, has their own sort of things that we have to work through and be aware of that you know when we go into garden grove we're aware of the different issues that are occurring within the community as well as the different environments that are occurring to the community and we have to kind of mold our clinic to best treat those patients so what was great about uc davis was we actually had one of the at the time she was a medical student and now she has already graduated from uc davis medical school dr melgar and she has been able to help us through how you see Davis set up their clinic and kind of guide us with our own clinic. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's really, really helpful. Yes, Way. Oh, uh, yeah, it was re- really interesting. She was a part of a, one of the biggest UC Davis, uh, one of the longest running clinic, Clinica Tapati at uh, UC Davis. So it was really interesting how she talked about how different stories and things they have. And she helped us with definitely with a lot of those stuff, things. Clinic Tapati, that's the name of the place? Yes. Okay. So how did she? How did you find her? Oh, um, I mean, this uh, is all. These are all pieces of the puzzle. People ha- can get, take a, a, a lead from. Well, um, she it it was it was an interesting journey because yes. uh, one of my friend I worked with um, before this project even started, he he had a friend who knew the director medical director of Kaiser, so because of that we were able to go talk to a medical director and and. <coughs> And the medical director helped us set up a kind of like an interview to propose our project. So to to make sure that we had a solid proposal, we sent we spent weeks like researching and we wrote I believe twenty seven pages of proposal to Kaiser, and then we proposed a project and we sat for an hour and a half like talking about the project. And she loved this so much that she referred us to uh, one of the doctor at Kaiser, Doctor Melgar, who just happened to uh, used to work at. Uh, work as a director at UC 
UC Davis Clinic of Tipati. So that's pretty much how we got the Dr. Melgar. So I just I'd like to march back a little bit uh, further in how you decided this is a, some kind of a need you wanted to meet. How uh, this is not the the first thing after you put a PlayStation down. You go well now we're going to save uh, public health uh, for for all time. But uh, I just liked what. What was the sort of seed that's, that got you into this whole public health agenda? Well, the most important thing is before you do anything is you got to do a community health assessment. And we kind of read through a lot of different assessments. We read through reports by hospitals. And and we look at all the not because uh, with the Obamacare coming in, they kind of require require all the nonprofit uh hospitals and places to re- write re- a report on the community so we we read through all of them uh, and we uh, also did a lot of extensive research and we kind of found that there is there's a re- there is a need for a free clinic out there and if there is a need i feel like we need to go we need to be there to help them Okay, great. Christine, you wanted to add to that. Yeah, just like Wei was saying, with Obamacare especially, we found that there was gaps in who was actually being covered by Obamacare. A lot of folks that were undocumented or just did not have the money to pay for insurance were not being covered. And, you know, that was the perfect timing to really plant the seed for the clinic and make sure that communities that we personally all come from, you know, were being served and why not have more clinics? They're great. If if you can serve more community members, I think that we're doing our job. For those of you who've just joined us, my guests here on Ask a Leader are Christine Jermakian and Wei Kuo, two undergraduate founders of the new free clinic opening in Garden Grove, dedicated to finding and developing new ways to provide the underserved with quality, affordable health care here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, streaming on the web around clinic waiting rooms around the world on KUCI.org. So you've talked about um, meeting the needs. So could you tell us who's eligible for your services? What does the charter say? Way. So so the main thing is that the patient has to be uninsured and they had to either not qualify for insurance or in in some ways that they're either waiting for them waiting to get insurance sometimes or f- for some patients it's even hard to find insurance with uh with to find uh, someone who can take want see them so that's yeah okay so the, i guess you can you just show that you don't have i don't know how you show you don't have insurance but um yeah, there's um there's they, they've they, checked they, they they do check their systems to check yeah. oh okay yes and do they they pr- they provide some kind of income statements? And what about uh, undocumented people, people that are uh, uh, agents uh, a- acting in their a- as their agents or agency? There, um, how, um, what do they know in terms of um, helping an undocumented person out and well, qualifying them? Well, uh, actually, Lesnonic Free Clinic actually does all the screening for us, so it was it was really helpful. They have their they have their they're the largest free clinic in Orange County, so they have an excellent system for screening for the uninsured and to make make sure that the uninsured patients get priorities and things. Right, and they're that they're in already in Orange, 
and I'm trying to see where oh, the other clinic they're, is. They're, they're everywhere. They're, the, they're, the, the, let's talk. Okay, the system, they're, but they're they all. Got, they got one main clinic, and they got that's in about 13 like, satellite, satellite clinic. clinic. Yes. Okay. So. Well, so that um, this uh, you found this template you told us, and there's a few uh, around all of Orange County. Oh yeah, Los Alamitos is one of the other ones, but um, maybe the main ones. Well, tell us about how how does this fit into UCI's fifty for fifty program promoting volunteerism and civic engagement? How does that work? Because I, I know th- this is a. Well, you can give that a thought. Uh, I guess your goal is substantial. It's about 50,000 hours of volunteer service. So I guess there's somebody's going to be keeping that balance sheet. So uh, well, let's. while you're thinking about that, um, of the current public health trends in Orange County, what do you expect to offer? Tell us about the services and the personnel who attend uh, to those clients, those patients. So, so doctor. The doctors mainly come from, right now, they mainly come from uh, community health clinics and either from community health clinics, Kaiser, or from UCI, UCI Medical School. So. Oh, the, the medical school students and, and their uh, their mentors? So it's both training and the the trained? Yeah, we, we have a diverse range of students. We have first-year medical students. We have residents. We have um, seasoned professional physicians so we have all sorts of people coming in and wanting to help out and lend a hand to the community and some of the services that our clinic actually provides is mainly primary care okay and we break also, that all the way down so we know so people can recognize needs that they see amidst them and and whether or not they can have those needs met there so ex- what kinds of primaries like immunizations hiv help um what new, way well Food shots and things, we usually refer them to the Lesnack main clinic. And because. I'm le- sorry, the which? Lesnack. No, the other one. F- which kind? Flu, flu shots. Shot, flu okay, shots, sorry. Yes. And pretty much anything that's not specialty care, like anything you go to your doctor on a day to day basis without referrals. The primary. Yeah, the like, primary. The primary Christine stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. The primary care will be provided by our doctors. So all that day to day stuff. And then if anything special goes. Anything that requires specialty care, like more extensive care, then the, our primary care doctor can refer them to a specialty doctor at Lesnack Main Clinic. Now, it would be would prenatal visits would they be considered specialization, or is that considered primary care in a free clinic? Uh, so, pregnant women for um, to oh maintain, no, that's, oh. that would be considered well, the, primary. The thing is, uh, pregnant women usually have their own form of insurance, and a lot usually. But they they always they almost always have their own form of insurance. So even if you're undocumented and you got you're pregnant, you the the government will provide you with some form of insurance. So therefore, you you can just go to a hospital and you can be taken care of for right? prenatal visits at the ho- not the hospital though. Well, so yeah, Christine, and our because I know people are listening. They're seeing our all this. satellite specifically has just due to certain contracting. We've mm-hmm. we've decided to not serve children or pregnant women. Okay. And uh, yeah. Wei will add more. <laughs> yeah, Wei? Yeah. Well, the the reason we don't serve them is because they, they, ha- they usually, they're provided by, they're provided by, uh, they're provided with uh, insurance re- regardless of their status, whether they can. So there is an entitlement for, for pregnant women. Yeah. That's, that's actually something I'm, I'm getting boned up on right now from, <laughs> ben, with Ben for years. Okay. So, uh, back to uh, primary care. So, um, 
Would that include HIV testing and follow up? Uh, would it include? Uh, and there's there's uh, no there it is not. Um, how about uh, well we'll we'll find out about that at a later date. Um, the de- and there's dental. Dental Den- right now is not open at this moment, but dental in a couple of weeks they will will there will be a dental clinic right after ours so at the same location so on a, re- a sort of a special basis but you do have to book the an appointment with Lesnick main clinic so and then you can go to a satellite yeah, and they'll the- refer you if, if oh, okay if they yeah so um yes Christine was going to add yeah so with the dental that will be going on a few weeks and that is something that the undergraduate students haven't quite you know taken agency over it, it it isn't something that's run specifically by us it is a different right. group that's also working with listonic so you're talking about if i don't know if there's any other services that you want to mention that you're offering among those there oh therapies what about um is i guess that's a um physical rehab kind of thing but is there anything sort of work in work injury-related kind of follow-up that you can offer the free clinic? Because I'm sure that's happening all the time. So um, just because we have literally started this month for the clinic or last month, we've just started um, trying to get a network of patients coming in. Okay. So starting with primary care and then in regards to specialty care, we will have that going in the future. And we'll be having what we plan to do is have specialty care days where specific physicians come in who have um, who have practiced in that specific specialty mm-hmm, yes coming in and treating patients for that so a physical rehab meant um, physician could come in and maybe get somebody started on a, a path to recovering and um, dealing with uh, something before it's a disability and they it's sort of a term sort of primary preventative kind of care for them way Right now, for most specialty services, we 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 do have referrals with a Lesnick, so we can refer them to Lesnick, and they can go they can go and uh, talk to them about how to get the care, or for example, like s- small surgery, minor surgeries, they can actually go to Lesnick for that. They re- like. Can you give us an example? Um, what, like a fracture? So, or um, if a. Because it, it is a satellite clinic and we're all partnered together, if a patient comes in with a specialty need or the physician uh, re- wants to refer them to a different clinic that's part of Lasonic that can actually provide better care, they will do so. And in that way, we'll be able to get the care that they need. And it's all through same database. So because we're using all the same systems, that patient will still be within the documentation of the computer and they can be referred to a clinic where they actually serve that just because our clinic is small and has limited room to work. So with There's that home office to keep this machinery going, keep keep the records together and keep the yeah. the flow of needs met throughout there. Yes. Well I and I I'm sorry about um it's a it's a measure of how how really young this enterprise is that the, it's a formative sort of um phase you're in so learning about what kinds of services are exactly are being offered um, is uh, it, it's a bit premature to to, uh, to directly address all of that but what I what I'd like to find out is how it works with uh, undergrad training and and shadowing all of these professionals way can you, uh, tell us about that I'm sure everybody's interested in knowing how how it all works so you you want to know just specifically undergrads right 
Well, uh, yeah, I'd like to know how that works because I think we're pretty used to how how interns and residents are incorporated in healthcare delivery. But yes. undergrads, I'd like to know how that works and all those HIPAA requirements and all those things oh, yes. that you're this cl- coming this close to actual patients. So um, with with our project, you first had to apply as intern, intern, and our internship uh, application is open every quarter. So right now it's actually open, and uh, it's at... Go yeah, ahead. I can give you more information on Please. the application. So for our winter recruitment, applications are due January 16th, and so that will be next Friday. And the link, they can either go on our Facebook page, which is free clinic at UCI, uh, free clinic project at UCI. Sorry about that. And the direct link is http colon slash slash goo dot gl slash lmksl. And they can find our application there. In regards to having the opportunity to both intern and get the experience that they need at the clinic, students are able to go through an internship process and once they've become a board member, they can get the specific training where they go through HIPAA and what they need to know in regards to working at a clinic. And our medical advisor is very keen on making sure that students have hands-on experience, that this isn't them just observing, but it's also being included in the clinic, being able to do, being able to learn the requirements of being in a clinic. Carrying your weight, and, and the, the HIPAA is the whole patient privacy uh, yes. provision. It's a, a federal program, a federal pro, yeah, it's protocol, I should say. Yes, way. So after interns are interned for one quarter, they are elib- eligible to be trained to be volunteers. So when they train, they learn how to use the system. They learn about HIPAA extensively, and they they learn about different safety issues and how to deal with them. And most importantly, they will have to sign a HIPAA waiver, saying that, kind of saying that, oh, I understand, and I've been trained on HIPAA, and and I will, I will do everything to protect the patient, patient's privacy, and. Um, and the best thing about this learning experience is that the the doctors are so passionate about te- teaching not only the undergraduates but the medical students, and they they actually requested that requested that undergrad have the opportunity to sh- shadow a doctor. So what 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 we do is we try to have a rotating basis. So each each uh, every undergrad has a chance to shadow a a, a doctor and how he uh, he or she undergoes an exam. And another thing is we do that's really really uh, special is that we have a preclinic and postclinic huddle. So other than just free food, we provide at the clinic for our volunteers. We we talk about the different things that that different interesting thing about medical knowledge is, and so we kind of share with each other what's an interesting thing or a diagnosis you you learned Actual about. Actual case studies. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. Like oh, absolutely, and, no doubt. Yeah, when. When one doctor talks about something and then all the diagnosis and everything just links together, it it, it it comes together really beautifully. And I think a lot of undergrads should come and just even to have the opportunity to hear that, to talk about how doctors sees different cases or common diagnosis and things like that. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So I guess your work's cut out for you for vetting the the uh, undergraduate contributors but i think once they're immersed in the clinic's activities they're that's a very transformative experience for them and they they're nothing but more motivated and and i think much the richer contributors to this whole enterprise is that that's probably you're already starting to see that to some extent but it'll probably grow exponentially christine 
Yeah, I think this clinic is great just because students get the opportunity to go outside of a classroom and actually see real life cases and real life medical practices that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I think that one of the unique things that our clinic is striving for is to be able to communicate more with the community members and be able to understand the multiplicity of circumstances that they're coming from as well as the environment that they're coming from. And that's one of the reasons why all the clinic members at the project have taken so many strides in order to self-educate themselves to be able to provide the best care that we can because we're dealing with real people. These are, they have real lives and that's something that we have to understand and not just the medical aspects of everything. Yes. A huge, uh, a larger non-medical component to the patient's outlook. Way. Try to, we try our best to work on research and education aspe- aspect of it. So we do have a research team team dedicated to researching the needs of a community. And we will, we are working on creating a research class so oh. st- students can actually Out of which, sign. which school? Uh, fam- well, right now we're thinking of, since the the faculty that wants to do it, it, she's using family medicine. So she wants to create it out of UCI family medicine. And who's that? Uh, Dr. Boutrinville. Okay, she's yeah. the one that's been yes. that la- helped launch yes. it. Okay. So uh, she she wants to she wants to really improve the quality of care and even with us, especially with services we provide and programs we provide. So with the research program, we can research what the needs of the community is, and we can address the need by creating programs and researching what is the what is the best way to utilize our resources and to benefit the patient. And she's going to be, te- she wants to teach us, will be on the main campus or will be at UCI Medical Center? Do you have, if you know that? This is still in the works, okay. so we're trying to see what other um, faculty can get behind it as well. That way we have a sort of very stable, concrete program that right. we can run for students. Okay. And um, just as Wei said, in the next coming months, we hope to get uh, programs at the clinic started as well to be able to like um, diabetes education and healthy eating education, things that are very simple to kind of create a curriculum and people can take, take it back home and apply it to their lives. And there are so many nonprofits that are trying to work with that preventive public health aspect. I'm hoping that you're able, I'm, I'm thinking Latino Health Access, and there are a lot of them around in other free clinics so that you've got plenty of material for what works. And I know that what that Latino Health Access has the promotorises, so it's the peer, it's peer-to-peer education for public mm-hmm. health. So maybe you'll be able to find that match up too with your undergrads. Yeah, so having this holistic approach, we can uh, get these sort of toolkits going for yes. community members and they can take that back to their communities and and educate their own communities. And that way, you know, it's not just them dependent on us. They're able to take agency of their own lives and make a benefit to their community as well. Exactly. For those that you joined us, we're about to wrap up with our first guest today on Ask a Leader. And they are Christine Jermakian and Wei Kuo, two undergraduate founders of the new free clinic opening. It just opened in Garden Grove, uh, dedicated, as I said, to finding and developing new ways to provide the underserved with quality, affordable health care and serving undergrads with uh, more purpose than they know what to do with. I also want to give you a chance to tell us exactly where it's located in Garden Grove, the clinic. You've got the address, I 12747 on Main Street, and it's open every 
Saturday from eight until one. Those are the hours. But the other, the the mothership, I think the hours are more extensive throughout the week. So you could perhaps call. Is there a number that they can call the main office for the satellite well, appointments? How does that well, work? Well, patients can schedule appointment mainly through the Lesnick main clinic since we do get referrals directly scheduled referrals directly from Les Neck Main Clinic. So if if anything happens and you need you really need care and you're insured, you can just call Les Neck Main Clinic. Do you have that number? Five six two is the area code and then four nine three four four six six. Okay. And that'll be a part of the summary. Yes way? We also have a little room just in case if if uh, patients walk in and they need to be seen and we usually we usually have a small room to accept them too. Okay. Christine? Yeah, we do accept walk-ins at our clinic. Oh, that's... So that is an available service. Okay. So um, what kinds of talent and what kind of financial support are you looking for at this point? This is your chance. You've got the airwaves here, so you can appeal to listeners. Uh, what you, know, you want translators? Do you want uh, grant writers? Uh, tell us what, you, what you're looking for out there besides the, the undergrads that are enrolling in the, the coursework. So in order to serve more community members, we w- are trying to find a dedicated person to translate for us in Spanish. We do have very... We have several Vietnamese translators already, and um, we're also looking for doctors. So if any of you all know of doctors looking for a great opportunity to volunteer and join our team, please contact us. Our email to contact is clinicproject at uci at gmail.com. So C-L-I-N-I-C-P-R-O-J-E-C-T at uci at gmail.com. Okay, that's very helpful. And Wade, did you have anything else to add to that? Do you have enough grant writers? Because I know that you've already been successful with a Lutheran church was a contributor. And is UCI giving you any kind of financial support? Well, at this point, we st- we still have to finish our nonprofit application. Oh, okay. We want we have the paperwork already, and we have the funding for it, and we're just waiting for it to to find an accountant to help us kind of look it over before we submit it. So that's another pro yes. bono uh, kind we'll, of professional we'll yes. seeking. We'll so and then you can take it from there and grant writers yes. and other and, and 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 appeal to UCI. Yes. So maybe they have the in kind kind of medical contributions versus the uh, financial I'm not sure uh, so I then I want to thank you both uh, my guests are Christine Jermakian and Wei Ko co-founders and board members of the new Lestinac free clinic just opening in Garden Grove thank you for your time and best of luck at the clinic thank you we appreciate it well folks we'll be right back after a brief station break with Vincent Nguyen an undergrad here at UCI who's going to talk about the Anita Collaborative be right back a coude et au flipper, le type est entré dans le bar, a commandé un jambon beurre, puis il s'est approché de moi, puis il m'a regardé comme ça, t'as des bottes mon pote, elle me botte. Je parie que c'est des Santiago, viens faire un tour dans le terrain vague, je vais t'apprendre un jeu rigolo, à grand coup de chaîne de vélo, je te fais tes bottes à la baston, moi j'y ai dit, laisse béton. Thanks for staying with us folks, welcome back to Ask a Leader, my next guest is Vincent Nguyen, a fourth-year student here at UCI, to talk about his launching, as we speak, the Anteater Startup Collaborative. 
Vincent was raised in a Vietnamese family in Richmond, California, in the Bay Area. His parents came to the U.S. during the Vietnam War. Currently, Vincent is studying psychology and social behavior at UCI's School of Social Ecology and aspires to continue working in the business field with his PSB, that's short for psychology, social behavior, with his PSB major. He's here today to bring us the fruits of his labor, putting together his own startup project with two great friends, a venture called Shaggle, which is an online marketplace much like Craigslist, Chagall is where he drew inspiration to start the Anteater Collaboration. Vincent Nguyen joins me in studio today. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Vincent. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here, and Happy New Year to you. Um, I love it on your mission statement. You incorporate, and I am not making this up, folks, you incorporate the words of both Mahatma Gandhi and Henry Ford about togetherness. Yes. Uh, did you look long and hard for that one? Uh, it was a simple Google. It was the first thing that came up. Oh, oh you should make it sound a lot harder. Okay. From oh. <laughs> now on, from the rest of this interview, everything's a lot harder than just dropping. So right. so tell us how you started this. It was a kind of a zig back from your zag with Shaggle. What was that all about? Uh, so what ended up happening was last year at the beginning of the summer, I was given this golden opportunity to start the startup project with two great friends of mine who are now brothers to me. And we essentially just started up the startup project. And what came out of it was that I learned, I figured out that just given an opportunity, I was able to figure out what I have to offer this world. And that's what I essentially want to bring to people here at, at the UCI campus with okay. ASC. Okay. Well, um, what kinds of uh, students are you recruiting? I mean, from the, you know, what levels of uh, studies, students, uh, what kinds of background majors and all that kind of, what are you looking for? The beauty of it is that we're looking for anything. You could be a bio major, you could be a business major, psychology major. You know, as long as what we're really looking for is just someone that has that passion to bring something new to help better the lives of those around them. You know, whether that's through building something new like Facebook or even offering a service like cutting hair, you know, just we really want that passion to really thrive at the ASC. So passion yes. is the common denominator. It's not any more technical sort of engineering uh, business kind of, you're looking for everybody. And are they showing up already? Yes. We actually had a lot of people contact us. And it's very really exciting to see that people want, have ideas that they want to get out there. And that's what we want to help them do. Okay. So I know um, we're going to give a, a, you a lot of time to uh, promote this, but we know right after this show's over today at 10 o'clock right there at the student center um, you'll be out there with the tape with the student center plaza. You're going to be there starting from 10 until I guess till the middle of the afternoon from now until Friday. Yeah, uh, it's going to be for the rest of the week from 10 to 3. We will be having 10 to a 3. Booth. Okay. Yes, we will be having a booth for the ASC where we will be uh, offering all our information. If anybody has any questions about what we're about, we'll also be actually marketing uh, Shaggle, the startup project that I'm starting up with my friends right now and I want to show people that if they have an idea that they want to market out there or they, they want to try out you know just to see and validate the market for them for their project that we can do that at ASC okay mm -hmm. so um so can you we're talking about who all's um welcome and the the, the red thread for everybody uh, just maybe you can give us an idea who's starting to talk and get electric with each other in the, the this uh, the first meetings what 
what are some little kind of case studies? <laughs> okay, so people stepping up. So one person that I'm really excited to bring on is uh, this barber named Gabe Young. You know, he's been cutting hair for more than four years now on his own. So he started out with house visits, and now he's all he's working his way up, and now he has a full schedule booked. Really? You know, yeah, and he's doing great. I think that's such an well, inspiring Well, I'm noticing story. your hair looks really good. Did he do your oh, hair? <laughs> unfortunately, no. He was too busy. Oh. I couldn't get a time with him. <laughs> Somebody did a nice job. So yeah, anyway, that's radio can't show you everything, folks. But <laughs> So anyway, that's that's one example. And was he doing, he's working out of a dorm or is he off campus now? Uh, now he is off campus. He's still in the OC area. He, uh, one thing that we will be doing at ASC is helping market those projects that people work on on their own. So like, his, let's say, his project. Okay. We want to market his project on the website. We'll have what's called a showcase where we will list student startups like his and offer that service to all the students and let them know that, hey, this student is working hard to bring out his passions. Check him out. Okay. Well, I, Christine Dermakian remains in studio with us, and she might uh, she may have some reactions. This she's certainly welcome to do with this. Um, and her, her startup is a different kind because when you're dealing with uh, healthcare delivery, there's a lot of real huge privacy and ethical kinds of of safeguards that you have to have in place. So it's a it's a more exacting thing. But I think the startup kind of red thread here it has a. You have that a lot in common, and so it's uh, it's really appropriate that we're going we have you back to back this morning in the studio, and and Christine remaining here with us. So, all right, that the hair cutter was one, and hair cutters mm-hmm. they hear a lot of personal things, but they don't have any HIPAA <laughs> safeguards to worry about. So, but <laughs> tell us about some other um, uh, entrepreneurs that are already started setting the pace here for the Anita Collaborative. Okay, so one more that we actually have on the showcase on the website is one friend of mine. His name is Chris Sue. He. Uh, he started his own photography service, and what he aims to do is he wants to not only you know offer his photography service, to, like say at weddings or special events, but he also wants to share his experiences with all of, oh, sorry, <laughs> with all of his friends and everybody that you know essentially comes to his page. Like say, he, I think recently he was just traveling the world and taking amazing pictures of everything that he was seeing and essentially bringing the world to us. Well, I'm also taking uh, your collaboration uh, seriously here i can imagine your hair cutter and your photographer can collaborate have they already talked about that we haven't but see i love that you've thought of that that's one of the things oh you that... thought of that already just don't say i mean say <laughs> <laughs> but that i mean that's that's probably what you're looking for is how that passion sort of excites the uh the the fellow collaborator and you you can you see everybody can see opportunity they're sort of uh, encouraged and they're they're free to let their hair down and see more than they would and maybe more traditional study uh, classroom kinds of settings right right and I, I I love that you brought that up because that's actually one of the things that we want to bring to our collaboration is the idea that people can come together with their values and what they have to offer and essentially build something even greater than they possibly imagined Wow mm-hmm. this is this is really fun. Well, for those of you who've just joined us here on Ask a Leader, my guest is Vincent Nguyen. He's the you're the founder, you're the co-founder. What do you call yourself officially? So, I uh, I guess you can call me the co-founder. No, co- no, the founder. The of founder AAC. of the Ann Eater Startup Collaboration on Ask a Leader here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and uh, I'm just trying to think. And uh, coffee houses with the laptops uh, streaming on the web at KUCI. Uh, dot org um, that's on the web so with so many incubator ventures really right around i mean it's not far it seems that you really have more opportunity than you might know what to do with the nearby mm-hmm. vine building at research park uh, they're trying to get the uh, the, the uh, serious um, 
entrepreneur um, who's um, some of these are maybe repeat attempt entrepreneurs. Uh, are you looking at what that advantage might avail the the anteater collaborator um, startup the the vine building there over at Research Park because that that's that's where people are getting together in the big league. So maybe you're the farm team and there's the mm-hmm. they're the major. So but are you at all reaching out to them or letting them know you exist? Yeah, definitely. So the way that we want to start this out is actually just kind of create a culture where students feel comfortable enough to come together with their ideas and, you know, their struggles that they're having and help each other get through it. Hopefully from there, once they start building themselves and establishing, you know, their confidence and what they're doing and their passions, then hopefully our, we can help them connect and network with professional entrepreneurs outside of campus. Okay. Like the Vine. The Vine. Yeah, because they've been around for, what, like half a year? Is that it's a building's been up and mm-hmm. that's I was just reading about that um, over the weekend uh, mm-hmm. more in there but they're they are having finding their work cut out for them I think Orange County has a bit of a a uh, sort of some ground to catch up on with uh, the Silicon Valley counterparts I mean mm-hmm. that Silicon Valley's been doing this since after, before mm-hmm. World War two but right. so uh, that's getting closing in on three quarters of a century or longer um, but but I, I know Orange County has so much potential here there's so much capital and so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many, I think the entrepreneurial culture has been well established around here. So I, um, it's it's kind of uh, intriguing that um, it's, it's kind of just just emerging um, right. as a as a business function here, as a formalized um, sort of uh, startup business function. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we talked about your booth opening uh, today, uh, going to the end of the week. How else can listeners follow you and give us a ch- give the listeners a chance to know when they can start meeting too? Okay, so we have a lot of ways. So either one, you can check us out on our website, right, or our Facebook page. We have those two mediums. We also have the booth. That's one of the main things we just talked about. Right. And then another thing is you can actually just contact me directly. I'm more than um, you're more than welcome to contact me, and I'll answer any questions that you may have. And how can people contact you? You can contact me at my email. My personal email is a vnm.nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N, at gmail.com. Um, our, our official meeting will be next week, starting January 13th on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. The place is still tentative to be announced, but as soon as that gets up, we will update the website and the Facebook page and keep everybody updated on where we will be meeting. And the whole complete website? Yes. Is? Is going to be antstartup.weebly. That's W E E B L Y dot com. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where people can follow. And the, the, as you said, the the, the, class, the uh, meeting next uh, next Tuesday um, is still to be determined. But is there maybe it's going to be on main campus somewhere? Yes. And maybe I don't know if there's uh, you're looking at some different places, um, facilities that like. Lecture hall, uh, cross cultural center, or t- I don't know what. Where, <laughs> uh, what are you looking at? At this point, yeah. So I, so, f- so for the club, we've applied to several different classroom meetings, and at the moment, we are waiting to be for a response to find out which rooms will be available for us. Uh, how, who, with the administration or faculty, are you having provide some kind of mentoring support, or uh, is this is all student run completely? This is all completely student run. Okay, well. You know, you can let the faculty know. You can send out some Zotmails uh, kinds of announcements of your existence. Have you already done that? I have not. Okay, well, there's a Zotmail. Everybody gets one chance at the Zotmail, at mm-hmm. least. And so uh, maybe uh, let, let entice them into uh, making it sound selective, like you're going to vet. 
which <laughs> faculty uh, that they could uh, be a, a part of that kind of a thing. So, well, that's that's wonderful. Um, I, I your your website is it's uh, it's in the formative stages. You're starting to populate different sections of that, uh, as we talked about the the, the beautiful founding statement um, with Mahatma Gandhi, Henry Ford, and mm-hmm. so um, uh, so it's all the, everything we're talking about today. Our works in progress, and it's a great way to start a new year to talk about all this. So, I you have any more takeaway messages, Vincent, for what you want uh, students? I mean, to entice. I'm I'm wondering if even a fine arts student, uh, what what kinds of uh, of prospects you're imagining well so first thing i do want to note is that everybody is welcome you know anybody and even when it comes to our guest speakers when it comes to anybody we are just looking for that passion whether it's a success story or even a failure because one thing that we do want to instill into the culture of asc is that there is no such thing as failure is that anything that you do is just a learning experience to help better prepare you for when you get up for that next round you know we want to help people understand that you just you have to get up and you have to keep trying because you know failures will happen um so again everybody is welcome no prior experience is needed guest speakers anybody that has a passion for something and wants to share their experiences with the students please feel free to contact and come through um you've given us a few case studies any other sort of scintillating examples of who's joining up for people to see themselves joining you Interestingly, I shared this idea with a couple of friends of mine outside of campus, and one of them is actually an investor, and he's hoping to find a to start a project to invest in. So I feel like this may be a great opportunity for him to scout out different projects that he may like, or you know, give students an opportunity to help their startup really grow, come off the ground. So I'm thinking we we've got the venture capitalists and mm-hmm. the angels, and this would be a fairy. <laughs> yes. Something like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Vincent, for coming on. I'm, a shout out to Mason Sedlick for uh, introducing you to me and oh, your definitely. your enterprise. Thanks a lot, Mason, for that. And uh, I want to thank you, uh, Vincent Nguyen, for coming on the show today. He's the founder of the Anteater uh-huh. Startup Collaboration, yeah. joining us here on Ask a Leader today. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a I had a, had a lot of fun. Well, it's been a joy for me, too. Thank you. Uh, so what we're going to do is go over some announcements, folks. Presented at UCI's School of the Arts on Saturday, there's going to be a number of openings around at the University Art Gallery, the Contemporary Arts Center, and The Room. You can look up at the CTSA at uci.edu website for all of the particulars, but there's going to be a reception this Saturday January 10th from 2 to 5, and then you can scatter out to all those different facilities I was mentioning, those venues, for some really lovely graphic artwork to be done. And the gallery hours are also posted on there, and you can stick around on Saturday um, for eight o'clock, at 8 o'clock. Lorna Griffith and Friends with the Delectable Chamber Music will be uh, available. And so you can get your tickets for that a performance at the CTSA at UCI.edu box office or online. And uh, this is another New Year theme here to weave in is the new training for KUCI DJs and public affairs uh, hosts. The first class plan on a week from this Thursday, January 15th at 7 o'clock. Stay tuned for that location. You can get that information. But this is a chance for all you might have missed in previous training sessions. We offer an eight-week course for you know how to work the boards, follow Federal Communications Commission regulations so you don't swear up a storm or you remember how to give proper station IDs and work on your delivery. 
I think I can always work on mine. And so that's, again, next Thursday, January 15th. Uh, Chris Torrey will be leading that as usual. And next Tuesday, that's January 13th, the Pacifica Institute will present a panel entitled Muslim Voices Against Extremism, presented that next Tuesday, the 13th, from 6.30 on. It's at the 18872 Bardeen Avenue in Irvine. You can catch all the details, including the stellar lineup of speakers at PacificaInstitute.org. Well, this does bring to a close Ask a Leader. Next week, we'll hear from UCI's climate scientist, Mike Prather, and that is just the first portion. More is in the works, I tell you. And if you've missed any portion of this or other shows, you can catch the program on my website, askaleader.com. Or if you'd like to drop me a line about uh, what you think of the programming, what you'd like to hear over this year, 2015, you can drop me a note at cshambaugh at org. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week. Thank you.